Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Curly Mom Podcast. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to episode two. Um, I will talk about what happened to episode one in probably a future episode. That's a whole nother like just podcast topic um, in itself. But today we are here for International Women's Day. I am so excited to go ahead and get this thing on and pop in. Um, today we are joined by some of my close friends, some women that I respect. I mean, it's a good group of us, y'all. Um, so without further ado, let me introduce my first guest. She's sitting right beside me. Um, this is my sister, Lexis. She is a law student at Campbell University. She is engaged to be married very soon. And then right beside her is Mimi, who is a clinical trial researcher for Duke University Hospital. She is a boss as one um, woman she is a single mother of one and then beside her is Demika. we've been friends for so long she is a social worker she has her master's in social work and then beside her is Trudy she is the dispatcher she's a single mom of two girls and then last but not least it's Amber who is an internal affairs coordinator she is married just like me has two kids doing the damn thing and let's just get right into our topics so the first topic I really wanted to talk about was this post I saw from um, one of my friends on Facebook and it said that the biggest F boys came from two parent households. I'm like, what? Not two parent households. Hold up. No. So I'm like, hmm, that's definitely a good conversation because in the comments, the guys were really just defending it. And I was like, proud of them. I was like, go, y'all. Y'all stand up for yourselves. Um, but I really definitely wanted to touch on that because that's so important. Like, the dynamic between a single-parent household and a two-parent household has been studied for, for so long. And I feel like it's definitely not talked about enough. So I really want to get into it. A two-parent household. Like, I just could not imagine F-boy tendencies. Oh my goodness, I cannot do it. F-boy. Like, no, it's just, I don't see it. I don't see it really happening. I don't know. And when I saw the comments on that particular post, I was like, these men are really defending that that just is not true. I mean, even with Kelsey, like, it was a point of time where he was really crying and using his emotions to, like, get the women in his life to do whatever it is he wanted. And it bothered his dad so much. Like, his dad was like, no, you're not about to do that. You're not about to manipulate women like that. I know what you're doing. I was a boy, too. I did the same thing. But my husband didn't have his father around to tell him not to do it. So one of the comments that I actually saw on the post, one of the guys was like, there's more to the story on why you feel like the men that you've been dealing with are F-boys. It has nothing to do with them coming from a two-parent household. So what do y'all think? I agree. I mean, a man is going to be a man regardless of what kind of household he comes to. Like, um, That's what a person in general, like, you can't contribute your past to everything of who you are today. Like, just because my parents were not together, does that mean I'm going to go out and have a whole bunch of baby daddies? Yeah. No. I, exactly. I, didn't, I don't agree with it. Exactly. And as adults, like, we grow up and we cannot... 
At some point, I know there's, and that's, I'm pretty sure, Demika, you can, like, speak to this, but at some point, the things that happened in your past is going to kind of, you're going to face it. Like, you're going to have to face it in your adult life, but we do have decisions that we make. And just because they're men and we're women, that doesn't mean they're exempt to good decision-making. Right. I do feel like um, in this scenario that a lot of women um, expect for men that come from two-parent households to be um, the great husband, the great provider, the great father. Um, And when they don't meet those marks, that's where they become fuckboys. If they don't show up on time for a date, that's when they become fuckboys. And that's not, you know, something that we should really step back and look at as women. Um, So, yeah. I think the biggest idea is, like, the roles you adopt as a child, like, in in, a, in your household. Like, I can see why people might believe, okay, if you were raised by a single parent, you know, you were maybe given so many more responsibilities, you were the man of the house, you learned how to take care of a woman, and so you should be more appreciative or sensitive to the woman's experience. And, I mean, I don't think that's true at all because in the same, like Amber said, you know, it depends on where you came from. You know, it could be very well that you came from a single-parent household, but what if your mother had to work three jobs and you raised yourself, you know, and the responsibility was just on you. And then with a two-parent household, what if your father was the manly man, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And maybe he, his direction or the way that he taught you, you could very well, you know, not know what responsibility is or, you know, just not understand what your role as a man is. And so I think, you know, it's more so about how you are raised as a child. You know, these, this is the expectation of you as a, as a man, yeah. as a woman. And then who is giving you that? Because if you're raised by a woman, given the expectations of what a man is, I mean, that's a discrepancy right there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and not to say that it can't be done, but I mean, literally, you, you're you're a woman trying to, to tell the experience and teach a man. And that is, that's and we hard. Can. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't do that. I think you can teach the basic things, you know, where where I think that's where the argument of women are like, you should know how to clean up. You know, you should right. know how to get to your appointment. You should know how to do all of these things. But, you know, I like it's just I think it's just about, like you said, what you were taught. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, I agree with you. I feel like a lot of times when you were raised, because we were raised by a single parent, but our father was still there. So I feel like personally, you get more responsibility. And I think maybe to that person, it's like, okay, well, at least when you're raised by, like, a single parent, you know, like, okay, like, when I go to the gas, you should want to help me. Or, like, when I'm juggling all this, you should want to help me. Versus maybe you were raised by two parents. The dad always was there to help. So you maybe not had that responsibility. Like, you know, so if I had two kids and if it was just me and my kids, we all going to get groceries together. But maybe if it's me and my husband and the kids, the kids can go in the house do whatever they want and it's just me and my partner so maybe that's why like like you said it's like that responsibility teaching at such a young age and so it carries over into adulthood yeah maybe um i everyone has pretty much said what i what i think um i don't really correlate being from a single parent household in a two-parent household with being how you act yeah (laughs) you know currently and as an adult it doesn't it just doesn't it doesn't go together. It yeah. doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, as, so let me ask you two. As single mothers, do you feel like, well, both of y'all have girls. So y'all not, mm-hmm. you know, raising boys. But as single mothers, do you feel like there's going to be, I guess, 
what I'm trying to say is, do you feel like your daughters are going to feel the missing part of the actual home? But your so your your ex is there half the time, right? right? We do fifty fifty. So I have them a week, he has them the next week, and we do it that way. So I can't really speak on it too much as far as that because they have that, right? They have him. Um, but I don't even if. It wasn't like that. I don't think that necessarily they would miss it. I yeah. think that you can, if you're doing certain things and being a parent, then yeah. they're not missing anything personally. That's what I feel like. I think that's awesome that y'all do the week to week. Yeah, it is awesome. Um, In my case, I'm different. I do feel like currently that my daughter would probably feel the difference in our household um, because her dad is only... Um, you know, they're a certain amount of hours out of the week um, versus um, being there and having um, week on, week off or whatever the case may be. So, yes, I do think it it will be a difference, um, but I'm hoping that change will come and that she'll be able to see a good balance between the both of us. Yeah. Um, and the amount of time she gets from the both of us, because right now it's probably 90 percent mom. You yeah, know, and like ten percent dad. Yeah, you know, so I wonder what it is about, like right now, as like millennial, as young people, as millennials, where it seems like for me, a lot of my single friends, like it's almost like okay, well, I'm running into nothing but fuck boys and. Mm-hmm. Then you start to have the excuses. Mm -hmm. So it's like, even with this post, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to already go ahead and make an excuse for why he is the way he is. Like, not just saying, okay, he's just like that because he's just, he's he's just a a bad individual to me. Like, he's, he's like that because he's in a two-parent household. He's like that because he was raised by a single mother. He's like that. Like, there's always these reasons. And I think as women, we naturally do that mm-hmm. for men. Yep. We make up reasons why they are the way they are. I think it makes us feel better mm-hmm. about our choices. About the situation. It's like, okay, well, because if you think about it, when you accept somebody for their negative qualities, then we always make up excuses for it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I wonder why we do that. I got to play devil's advocate on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know probably every woman is going to disagree with me, but at some point you have to realize those flaws that you're finding within him speaks to some, some type of flaw within yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is it that you can change about yourself? Cause I think it all starts with that. You have to grow within yourself mm-hmm. and find out what it is that you want and what you're necessarily going to require. Like I'm going to require this from my partner. And if you allow those certain things to happen, there's nothing going. It's nothing going to happen but continue. So you have to put your foot down, stand your ground, and be like, "This is who I am. This is who I'm becoming. I won't accept anything less." Um, if you're going to cause my peace, then peace. Yeah. I'm not going to make excuses because we can throw out any excuse. He came from a single parent household. He didn't have the money to go through college. Um, his mom was a crackhead. Any excuse in the world, but at the end of the day, a person is going to show you who they are. Like, that's that person. Now, the difference is, are they willing to change and grow? Mm -hmm. Now, if a person can't admit their flaws 
and not grow from it, then you kind of stay stagnant. And I'm a person I'm never cool with staying stagnant. So it, I guess it kind of speaks to yourself and to like where you want to see yourself longevity wise. Yeah, and then I think Amber, like carrying on, like you have to be comfortable with your deal breakers. Like I think mm-hmm. people really ignore red flags, and my thing is red flags can be the smallest things of she don't clean her house, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And if you can't, if you're a person that's orderly, a person that's organized, you like things this way. Be comfortable enough to say, you know, this date was great, but your house is there. Like I can't deal with right. that. I can't get mm-hmm. with that. And so I think a lot of times, you know, there's such a rave about fuck boys and fuck girls, and it's like. The signs are there. The information is there. Mm -hmm. You know, you just have to be willing to accept it and deal accordingly. So when people, okay, you know, they see the things about a guy that they're willing to accept. Then you start having sex. Then you start talking. And it's like everything is just not even going (laughs) in a way that's healthy. And so, I mean, it's almost like I'm with you, like kind of cry me a river, but on both sides. Because if you would take the time and be patient, date someone, get to know somebody, you would recognize certain things. But like Mm -hmm. I said, like you said, be comfortable enough to say, I I can't deal with this. You're a great person. You know, we could be friends, but this is not going to work for my life. And I think, you know, people, they wait till... The shit, I'm sorry, the stuff hits the fan. Sorry. And also, I feel like, because I've been with my husband since I was 15. So, certain stuff that I allowed at 15, he yeah, knows damn me. well I'm not allowing that at right. 22, yeah. 27, yeah. anything like that. Yeah. So, whether you choose to stay and put up with it and grow with that person, if you see that potential. Exactly. But that's that small window of potential because it's a lot of people that don't show potential. And by potential, I mean, are they trying to be better? You know, are they trying to meet you halfway, be your partner, you know, grow with you? Exactly. It depends on where you are in life. And I completely agree with you. And and because, Mika, because I personally feel like, one, the first thing you said is we do have our own issues and we can't Mm -hmm. always, act like the other person is just not blaming yeah not it because mm-hmm. i had to realize that in my own relationship i was nitpicking him a lot and not realizing that maybe i have daddy issues and i have to address right. that within myself maybe i expect so much from you because i feel like i didn't get that so i had to kind of learn and i had to just be woman enough to say you know what i'm going through my own things i gotta kind of build myself back up because I can't keep having you validating me except for you know yeah he didn't do this so you're not reliable you're not this da, 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 da. but gotta remember well me I'm kind of needy so I have to know you know basically my flaws too and so that kind of gets me with red flags as well I have been around a lot of friends I feel like hey you're tolerating way too much but then I'm also been around friends where I'm like, okay, maybe you're ending it too soon because you gotta remember the man that I, I fell in love with is not the same man today. And the woman that he fell in love with is not the same woman today. Exactly. I tolerated a lot of stuff too in the beginning, and now you know I'm not gonna tolerate that now. And it's the same vice versa. Some of the stuff that I did in the beginning, if I did that now, he'd be like, What are you doing? That's that's we've we've evolved yeah. past that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I really feel like it's it's kind of a double edged sword. You know, I feel like sometimes we can be too critical of each other. But I also feel like sometimes women do kinda and I and personally I feel like it's kinda how we're raised, you know, kinda that southern background. We make excuses for men sometimes. And so then sometimes it's like, you know, 
Well, me and Ariel, for instance, we always had to be the one to clean, and then our brother didn't. Yeah. So it was like, that's not so, fair. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then when mm-hmm. I got in my relationship, I'm not going to be the only one cleaning. Because right. I know yeah, I'm yeah. not going to do that. I'm not going to instill that. And my um and my son and there's nothing against our mom. We love her to death. But it was just, you know, you you learn from what you go through. So yeah. piggybacking off of that though, honestly, it really think if you if you think about it, you really have to think about whether you're gonna be willing to stick around for the change. Mm-hmm. Because most men are, I'm, I'm not going to even, like, that's, there we go, make excuses, but, like, I'm not trying to make excuses, but women, we're not finished products. Right. They're not finished products. Right. Um, the connection between me and Amber is our husbands met each other when they were five years old. Yeah. And they grew up together. They were so close. I mean, I hadn't even met Jeremy yet. I heard every single story Jeremy yeah, did, like, what he did. <laughs> I was there. This is, I mean, like, Marvell lights up when he talks about Jeremy. As that is his friend. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, I think they have a lot in common with the growth. They started one way. And Marvell was in college. But Marvell was still, he was out here. So mm-hmm. they both started as, a, oh, like, this is a, a rough seed. It's going to grow. It's going to grow nice. But, I mean, you we're going to have to kind of go with the growing pains. So, I think a lot of it is, too, okay, think about your deal breakers. Like you said, are you really willing to watch this person grow, grow with this person? At this point in my marriage, I'm glad that those breakups did weren't final. They weren't permanent breakups. Right. I'm glad that we worked through it. And I'm glad that because the man that he is today is totally different than the man he was before. Could I say my husband was a fuckboy? Yeah. He was. I, I second that mind too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was. And like you said, it was it's things now. Okay, so right. can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. What made you choose to stick around and <laughs> and be there through all of that? I would say his sin, eventually, I think I had gotten to a breaking point where I was like, right, I'm really, like, really done. I'm done. And I think he saw that. And I, I think this, this was a changing point for our relationship. I text him and I said, I just pray. I said, I don't even want to play the blame game. I just pray you look in the mirror. And you really see the man looking back at you in the mirror. Is that is this who you really want to be? Right. Like, is this who you want to be to me? Is this who you want to be for yourself? I actually saw the changes, like, in front of my eyes that he was making. Like, after that point of our relationship, I actually saw the, okay, she's a gentle soul. I need to be gentle with him. He started to love me the way I needed him to love me instead of loving me the way he felt like. He was going to love me. Exactly. I think that's interesting because I'm the type of person where in a relationship, the red flags, once I see it, that's it. I'm going to, you know, approach you about it. And once I communicate that, if it's not instant where you like, you know, get it together, then I'm I'm gone. So it's, it's kind of like, like she said, like what made you actually stick around because I'm the type of person that I'm not yeah <laughs> you know can like I, my red flag is my red flag can I respond when um when me and my fiance went through like our really rough patch 
it was only his effort because I am a big believer in, in Tamara Mari said that love is a roller coaster. And it can be a high peak, and then it can be like get to a low peak, depending on what each other does to one another, because we react off our emotions. And when we had kind of got to that low peak, and I feel like something had happened, it was only his effort that made me stay, because and it was the it was our foundation as well. So we had a good like if someone after two weeks is giving you red, like you don't have no foundation to stay. But if you have invested years and this person is like your best friend and it's a solid foundation and then there's this really low patch and then you see this tremendous amount of effort and attempts and trying and okay, well that didn't work, let me try this. Okay, well that didn't work, let me try. okay, you didn't like flowers, let me take you on a date. Okay, well you didn't like this, let me do this. So I just feel like it was the effort and the foundation because I feel like if you've been dating with someone like, you know, it maybe Marvel was giving you all them red flags at week one. Okay, no. I don't have anything to build with you yet. Like, we don't have a friendship like that. So I feel like it depends. But if you guys have, like, a solid foundation, I feel like you have to acknowledge that we're both human and we're going to make mistakes. And But as long as you show that effort, to me, that's what made me stay. Okay. My, I only have one small question. Now, are we saying this? From our age now to other women of our age, or what will we tell like our younger selves? Like, because I know I wouldn't Ooh. be having this conversation with fifteen-year-old Amber when she met sixteen-year-old <laughs> Jeremy. Like, we wouldn't be having that conversation. Mm-hmm. So, how can we like translate it to do we translate it to growth or who are we talking to? Yeah, I definitely would say because I started. I met Marvel when I was 14. We started actually talking when I was going, I was like right at my 16th birthday. And I would, I would definitely tell my younger self, if I could go back, stand your ground. I've always been such a strong personality and I never had met my match. <laughs> until I met Marvel. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, he's kind of just as, you're an alpha female, he's the alpha male. <laughs> <Yes>. And <laughs> I had never, all of my aces were very, oh, okay, well, that's what you want. And sure, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. I had never had nobody be like, no, it never makes sense for me to do that. So I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, no. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. Like, I did not know how to, I didn't know how to stand my ground against such a strong personality. And I would, if I could go back, I would tell myself, you, okay, hey, now I'm not saying fight it out, but mm-hmm. I'm saying you're going to argue it down. I would tell my old, my, my 15 year self, or not my 15 year self, my 18 year self, because that's when I got pregnant with Kelsey and, you know, we started getting really serious. I would say, I would have, I would tell myself, uh uh-uh. uh, your words, your words and your feelings mean just as much as his words and his feelings. Don't sell yourself short like that. Because a lot of the times, especially in the very beginning, it was, okay, he's coming just as strong as I'm feeling. So we're both, like, even we just had this conversation the other night. Where he felt like, you know, he feels like, he's like, I feel like when you present me in our relationship to other people, as if as you make it like as if I'm controlling. Margot, I'm controlling. We both, our arguments sound like 
you're you're trying to control me. No, you're trying to control me. No, you're yeah. trying to that we go back and forth like we're the same people. Just he's a man and I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. So I would go back and tell myself like, no, stand your ground. Don't coward. Don't coward because he's strong in how he feels and he's not changing it. Be strong in how you feel and and say, okay, I'm not changing it. Now, when as I got older, yeah, you should. You know, see it for the other person's point of view. You should at least try to say, okay, well, he sees his perspective is different from mine. But at that time of my life, that should have been the time where I said, no, this is how I feel. And that's it. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, then no, well, right. we need to figure it out. Yeah. For you and Marvell being your sister, and um, I always say Marvell is like the best brother-in-law. And I say for y'all, iron does sharpen iron. They are very much, very similar. Because like when me and Earl argue, she's going to win the fight. Because even though <laughs> even though she, she has, like, a very strong way of arguing. So it's like, you know, whatever. I'm just going to leave it alone. So I do think you did meet your match when you found Marvell. And so yeah. I think it's like that iron sharpens iron. And y'all are both just two very strong-minded people. So I agree. Yeah. I agree with what you just said. Yeah. I do think being uh, raised in a single parent um, home, you as women, we have tons of control of everything, the household, the Mm -hmm. bills and everything. So I get where you're coming from when you say, you know, you guys used to go back and forth and I'm like that now. I won't back down if it's something that I truly know in my heart I'm not going for. Um, and in certain cases, I do, just depending on what it is. But now, as a mom, no. If it's something that I don't like, it's a no. If I don't agree with it, I'll let you know that. And that's just what it is, whether you like it or not. Right now, it's just me and her in the household. So opinions from the outside, eh, they don't really count. Yeah. You know? So having that control um, and being raised in a two-parent household can definitely um, you know, get the child to see both sides. Yeah. And that's, you know, you asked me earlier about, do you feel like it, it would be something missing? Yes, it would be because I'm very strong and she only has me in the household, but then her dad is very strong. So yeah. having that, those two strong beings in one setting could just, she could see both ends of it, you know, from mom and dad. So, you know, it's, it's definitely different. And I think I'm, like, working backwards. Like, I've never been good at relationships. I don't do relationships. (laughs) Um, And it's because I have to, I'm willing, I'm learning to compromise with other people and um, sort of understand how people need to be loved. And, you know, wondering, asking myself, am I willing to do that? Mm -hmm. So, like, I can pretty much count (laughs) the relationships I've had on my hand. And I've had relationships with women, too. And a lot of the times is I'm not dealing with this, I'm out. Like, I'm always the person that's leaving. And then when I think back on it, it's like I was not patient enough. I was not willing to compromise. Um, This is my life. I don't like, you're not fitting in it. You're like, you don't fit in this box. I can't do it. And I don't regret anything now because, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm here where I am. But moving forward in relationships, I think you really have to ask yourself, if this person is needing to be loved and be treated this way, are you willing to do that? And if not, then you need, you know, you, you adjust accordingly. But a lot of the times I was not. And I think it's a matter of finding that person who, who is worth it, you know, yeah. who's worth going through those changes because just, I was raised to, I'm, you know, very independent when, well, a woman, my, my father's very independent, very conditional. 
Um, and so that's how I am. You know, I'm not going to ask you for nothing. I don't need anything. And so when I'm out, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No questions. But that leaves you in a place where I'm very guarded as a person. You know, I don't I don't deal with nobody, you know, and that's that's the problem. You know, I think getting older and trying to have relationships and you want that. Can yeah. I respond to you, Mook? Yeah. And I called D'Amika Mook, so it's kind of <laughs> conditioned. I don't know. But what I was going to say is, like, um, I felt like I used to run a lot, too. Even in my own relationship. There were many times where I was trying to end things because I just wasn't used to what yeah, he was bringing to the table. I was not used to someone understanding me or wanting to understand me the way he wanted to understand me. Yeah. I wasn't used to someone because when I, and Ariel knows, when I like tap out, I'm, I'm out. Like if we're arguing and, I'm, and it's yeah. not going nowhere, don't talk to me. I don't want to talk. I'm running away. Ariel always says, as you run away, I just... I'm very like that. And so it was very different. And I don't know if anyone's spiritual, but I remember I was at a dog park and I was like, I wonder if I guess like, God is, is one the one for me. And like, he was like, yeah, it was as clear as day. Like he talked to me like that is going to be your husband. And that was crazy because I never had God talk to me in that kind of way. And so I feel like, you know, just coming from a spiritual standpoint, when, when you're dealing with someone and my dad used to always tell me, he said, Lexis, tell God exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, pray for it down to the T. Yeah. So when I got on my knees, I would pray exactly what I wanted. And I think the biggest lesson was, even though he didn't have every list, it was coming. So, like, he was, he was, he was getting there. And, like, me, like, I might not be everywhere, everything I was at that time, but I'm going to get there. And so I just say that when you're dealing with that in that situation, you know when someone's not meant for you. Yeah, you know yeah. when to walk away. I remember I was dealing with someone, and we weren't in a relationship, but it was like oil and water. And I was like, Errol, I need you to tell. I texted Errol, I said, act like I got to go home. That's yeah. how bad I just knew we weren't supposed to be together. We, we weren't mushing. And so I just think you know when you're not supposed to be with someone, but you know I feel at the same point in time when you are. And that's when I feel like you face with the most obstacles, especially when you feel like you're destined to be alone. Because sometimes when you feel like you're so different, oh, I'm just supposed to be alone. So you get faced with these obstacles, but you just know, in my opinion. You know what? This is going to go into into another topic we're going to talk about. But I remember we were like 16, and we were in... um, Jasmine's room. Jasmine is one of me and D'Amika's mutual friends. And you were really upset about, like, not, I know. Okay. I was going to say, what story is that? <laughs> it's not that. It's going to oh, be good. It it's going to be good. It's going to be good. But you were really upset about um, just, you. I think you wanted to have a relationship. You wanted to be in a relationship. You just didn't understand why it was so like hard for you to be in a relationship, mm-hmm. and we were in there, and you were you were emotional, and you were crying, and you were like, "That's why I go so hard at school." Do you remember that comment yeah. when you when that happened? Um, you were like, "That's why I go so hard at school because it's like school is like my boyfriend. Yeah. Like I don't have a relationship, I don't have a boyfriend, but I know I could be good. I'm, I know I'm smart, and this is all I have." And now you have your master's degree in social work. So I for for younger girls, like 
that's so powerful because so many times younger like I see it like it's like oh well I don't have a boyfriend I want to I want a boyfriend or I don't have this so they sink their their energies into other things mm-hmm. that's not conducive to their health right. and then that's when you find them like like what are you doing like what are you doing girl like no that's not where you need to be putting your energy into but you knew at 16 like okay I don't have a boyfriend I want to be in a relationship I'm not in a relationship but I have school I have my smarts and I'm just going to put my energy into that. So it like you didn't displace that. You didn't displace those, those, those emotions of wanting to be with somebody. You put them into the, you put them where they were supposed to be. So for, you know, that goes back to what you were saying, Amber, for like the next generation coming up, like that's going to be something that I feel like as women, where we're at in society right now is so powerful because I feel like we're at such a good place to tell young girls, listen, first of all, it's going to be okay. Life is going to go. Y'all don't know how many times I wish I could go back to my younger self and be like, girl, life is going to move on. Like, just <laughs> Things stop. are going to happen. Things right? are going to happen. Like, oh my gosh. Like, it's not okay. You didn't spend two weeks crying over this stupid situation. Like, you are going. I wish I could go back to my younger self and tell my younger self that, like, girl, you gonna be twenty six and married with three kids, and it's not gonna be to him. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, gonna, yeah. so you need to just wrap it well, up. I think Come it on. goes back to I don't know what was inbred in us because you're right. Like you know, Ariel was like the hopeless romantic. She, yeah, she was always Cupid love, and you know, you're you are married with kids but you know I still I'm still the same way you know like people around me all of my friends are always in relationships and I'm always the one like hey you know (laughs) but I realize that you know I'm a pretty guarded person so there's work that needs to be done with that and that goes back to my parents and you know things that you know happen when we're younger but I mean I think it's, it's just still all work because if you don't address it at some point like yeah. you know it still comes mm-hmm. back and so I think you know I'm so glad that I had friends who were <laughs> you know who would tell me otherwise but I mean it's still a basement I'm trying to get out of you mm-hmm. know and it's the mad the fact of the matter is is we put too much emphasis on relationships mm-hmm. like oh yeah. you have to be married oh mm-hmm. you have to be you know relationships are the fad like this is the thing and just to be okay with yourself it's yeah. fine but also not you know if you okay and you got some shit going on like you need to handle that too yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that's not an excuse exactly. oh, I don't want no like that's not an excuse either well yeah. this definitely goes like right into our next top- topic of is marriage and should should it be do y'all feel like it should be at some point a goal in a woman's life Can, you are you sure? Because <laughs> I would. I am a big advocate of appreciate being single because mm-hmm. even though um, I dated, me and us started being together when I was twenty. You know, I went my whole teenage years single, and you know, when you're a teenager, that's like I had my sisters who were always dating, and it was like, oh, why am I not dating? And it, it, it I had to learn. I was forced in the position to learn myself. And so I always watch these weird movies like Lord of the Rings. They never wanted to watch with me. And I remember I would go to the movies and they would be like, are you really going to the movies by yourself? Like, who does that? And I'm like, I do that. 
Because I like these movies and no one's going to go with me. So I had to learn what it was like. Okay, I did like, go with you to see X-Men one time. And you loved it. Ariel <laughs> went with me to go see X-Men and she loved it. And I was like, well, you should come back. And she was like, nah, I'm not going <laughs> But, I mean, that was the type of movies I would watch. And so being single, and I told, I told our other sister this, I said, being single taught me so much. And when I actually accepted it and I finally said okay well if I'm not gonna just accept anything so since I'm not gonna just accept anything I'm gonna have to just be by myself and do the things that I like and that taught me so much about myself about the things I like so when I got relationship I didn't compromise see a lot of people have like compromise themselves when they get relationship because they never took the time to really learn who they were so it's like oh I really don't like this but I'm just gonna do it because you're someone and I'm with them I'm with you and we're sharing space yeah Yeah, because you might not have really learned yourself and like then when you do you get these like-minded person like my family thinks the music I listen to is so sad but me and us mom we listen to the same music and I'm like it's perfect but my mom's like this is the saddest (laughs) oh my god y'all no she listens to the most depressing it's not, music it's and I'm like music. oh my god it's a sunny day like it's love music it's love music and it's like hopeless romantic you know stuff like that and so literally it, I think when you just find yourself so I just say appreciate being single marriage if you want it if that's what you design for yourself it will happen I'm a strong believer that God will give you the desires of your heart but I also feel like God doesn't want to put you in these situations if you're not going to prosper like if you're if you don't know who you are why do you want to jump into a marriage? Because then your marriage is going to just be filled with, I'm compromising. I'm compromising. I'm compromising. That's you know? Yeah. I think like Ariel said, like I've always grown up very strong-minded. I mean, mm-hmm. my mom and my dad weren't together for a majority of my life. And then I went to go live with my dad when I was probably about 15. At 15 years old, I knew that I was going to school. Like, I mean, yeah, I had boyfriends and stuff like that. But I remember one time Jeremy trying to get me to skip school. And I'm like, no, I'm going to class. I'm, yeah. I'm going. <laughs> but I think that I had been in a relationship for since I was about 15, like on and off for some years. But him and I kind of, we sync with each other and we grew with each other. Mm-hmm. So not only I was growing and finding out who I was and everything that I was going to accept, but he was too. So I feel like I... I kind of helped him learn how to be a man. And he Mm -hmm. definitely helped me learn how to be a woman. Like, Mm -hmm. would marriage have been my goal before I met Jeremy? No. But at 15 years old, 16 years old, I was like, if I do get married, it's going to be him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes back to, like, the purpose that relationships and marriage serve in your life. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I say I'm great. That's why I got a relationship. But also, I'm not interested in making time for it. (laughs) You know, and up up until now, now I have, I've realized, okay, now I actually have to clean out some of my life if I even want to bring upon, you know, bring in someone. But I think people just think about marriage as, oh, I'm in love. We love each other. We're going to get married. No, it's a partnership. It is is a commitment. It's a financial (laughs) commitment. You know, it's it's so much bigger than love. I mean, you put so much emphasis on that. And you're not going to feel, you know, lovey-dovey all the time. You're not going to like the person all the time. You know, so it's more so of do you want a partner for your life? And that is different for everybody. Some people work better alone you know I can't commit to anybody else you know but I think it's about like I said 
what does the marriage serve you? You know, yeah. because if you're just looking for a, a quick fix of relationships and, you know, someone to be there for you, like, that is, that's going to fail. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it is. Because once something goes wrong and you don't like it, then what? Yeah. what I agree. And I was actually, that's pretty much what I was going to say as far as, is it, should it be a goal marriage? I don't necessarily, it's just individual. It's that something that you need or, you know, want in your life. If so, if you find that person, that's great. But I think that society makes it where you got to get married, you got to have children. That's just what it has to be. And I don't agree with that. If you find somebody and you fall in love and you get married, that's it. But I don't think that it necessarily has to be a goal. I think society plays those two different images. Like you can be this this step for wife and be at home. Or you can be the ones working on the gram, yeah, up, right. on vacation all the time. Yeah. So that it kind of doesn't really show the in between, like mm-hmm. the hard working, the yeah. one that we're not trying to have a relationship, but we're focused on us. We're yeah. focused on our kids, on our dream, and stuff like that. So I just think as far and social media has a lot to play with it. They either give you the high end or the low end of the spectrum. Right. They never kind of give you yeah, median anything in between. Yeah, I definitely feel like for me. I, before me and Marvell got serious, I was always the type. I was like, I was never going to get married. I was never going to have children. Um, I said I wasn't going to (laughs) cook. Like, no. I, when I was younger, I had this image of a woman. That was, that was the woman I wanted to be. I wanted to be the woman that dropped at, at the, at the drop of a hat. Wanted to fly to Spain. I'm going to Barcelona, honey. <laughs> Goodbye. Like, no. To me, it was children. No. That's going to hold me down. Marriage. No. That's going to hold me down. Anything that was an extreme commitment for me was no. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And I used to say, I used to, I don't know if I was really serious when I used to say this, but I used to say all the time, I was like, if I do find a man, I'm going to find a man that cooked and clean because I wasn't doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, my, <laughs> I was serious. But, to me, that that never was a goal when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Being married wasn't a goal for what? Like, no, Barbie and Ken and this dream house. That's that's. Yeah. I knew even at a young age that was one hundred percent not reality, mm-hmm. and that's not that that wasn't the reality that I wanted. And then when me and Marvel had Kelsey, and then especially after Cara, the second child, I started to feel this like I need that. I need that solid fact. Like, okay, we need to get married because I need to feel like this is we're all in or yeah. we're yeah. out. Same foundation. And yeah. I needed that. To him, he was like how I feel like I've heard a lot of men feel, but he was like, marriage isn't important. We know that we're gonna be together. We know we're gonna like, but why do we need a, a piece of paper to solidify our union? That's how he felt. But to me, it's like. No, 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 no. We need that. And I'm glad we have that in place now because we need, because it's so much harder to walk away from a marriage. Exactly. Like I'm, I'm convinced if we never got married, we would probably not be together because it was too easy to say, Oh, I'm done. I'm leaving. Goodbye. But now I remember our first year of marriage was hard. They say the first year is is one of the hardest years. It was hard because I think it was reality of, Oh, wait, so if we don't want to be together, we got to go through a separation and we got to pay for a divorce. 
Damn, we sitting there so mad at each other looking at annulments. Oh, oh no, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. The government is just not handing out annulments, okay? Right. They just not doing that. You got to have a legit reason. Mm-hmm. You were drugged. You yeah. were not in your right mind. Like, we were even yeah. like, okay, we need to look at how to get this marriage. Wait, we, it was hard. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Being married made us fight through it because it's like, all right, we really going to go through a legal separation. So that means, dang. And I you can't kids. have sex really yeah. during the legal separation because that can prove that y'all don't want to be really? separated. I learned See, that there's the law school. So, yes. so, like, if you, y'all are separated and y'all still, like, you know, being active all the time and one partner argues that in court, it could, it could, the judge could be like, you know, y- y'all need another 12 months of separation because I don't yeah. believe oh, y'all wow. really want, y'all can't be wasting the system. I never knew that. But that means, it, it makes it hard, like, to just walk away. And I'm glad that we got married. But that, it went from me, that not being a goal at all to me, to it being a, it, it needs to happen. This is something that needs to happen. We have two children. And I need to feel, I need to feel that, that. Solid. Validation. Yeah, that validation. Right. validation. Like it was it was killing me. And and I feel like I I don't feel like I rushed it at all, but I do feel like when we got married, I if I could go back, I really wish that it was both of us wanting to do that just as bad as the other. Right. I feel like after we got married and it took some time, I think Margo was grew to love to be a husband right. i think it, it took him it took him a minute i think it, it, it but i think he grew to love to be a husband and a dad yeah. now i it's what he like even going out he's like i'm i'm married i'm not going out oh oh your friends are in atlanta you no, they doing single. They doing single shit, and I'm not a single. You don't need to be in <laughs> So I'm like, okay, but that wasn't a goal for me when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I think the whole idea that goes to show like where we are in relationships and the whole talking and hookup thing. Because one thing I know, I'm. What are we talking about? We're not talking. <laughs> yeah. you know, like either we are in a relationship oh, yeah. or we're married. Or that's it. Because mm-hmm. it's a matter of, like, you're showing that you are willing to commit. You're willing to to obligate yourself to something where yeah. it's like, oh, we don't need the paper. We don't need the title. It's like, no, we don't. But, you know, you need to be feeling like you're obligated to it, that you're committed mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you assign yourself to pay rent for 12 months, go ahead and sign your name right. Right. to marriage. But, I mean, I think that's why people get into the phases of, oh, we're in situations. And why we don't need a title of a relationship. Because if you have that, it's a little harder to walk away. I mean, because now I'm walking away from someone who is my girlfriend, my boyfriend. You know, I think it's just, we we want one foot in, one foot out. You know, we are yeah. really oh. afraid mm-hmm. of committing ourselves to people to say, okay, I may not like you on Monday, but that doesn't mean I don't, I'm not going to love you Monday night. You know, even if we do get in an argument, I'm still going to be here. And I think that's something that we are first, we're afraid of doing it because that, that causes you to be vulnerable mm-hmm. to say, I'm going to deal with this person shit, no matter what it is yeah. and say that I still love them. Like that's okay. But I don't think people feel comfortable in doing that. Like if someone cheated on you and you're married, you're married. You just, I mean, some people that might be yeah, a deal breaker, good. but like we're in this. So how it forces you to figure it out yeah. and then ask yourself, questions you know hold yourself accountable mm-hmm. and i mean i think we just live in a time where we're not doing anything yeah. i think ma- i'm sorry i no. think marriage is also like a business agreement it is. Um, yes. especially when you have children mm-hmm. um for me we had had our second 
child before we been had gotten married, but we had lived together and everything. And then finally, it was just like, okay, let's just go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. So we had to like even financially prepare ourselves to be married, and a lot of people don't do that. They mm-hmm. think that once you get married, That's everything's it. gonna be right. and cream. Oh. No, <laughs> you never because your finances, yeah, your finances come together, and at the end of the day, I know that. I went into my marriage with my best friend and knowing that, yeah, we may argue, like you said, on Monday, but come Monday afternoon and somebody talking trash to me or whatever, I'm calling my husband. And it's it's that consistency. It's that foundation. It's that, you know, that ride or die, no matter what, knowing that you're going to be with somebody, you know, through the ups and the downs. And I think Mm -hmm. that a marriage is like a business partnership. Like, you know, you don't want to put in and get more lost. Or I'll put it like this: You don't want to spend more money on your labor when your revenue is coming in yeah. really low. Like, why would yeah. you get the? What did it say? Why would you buy the coffee? You get the milk, milk for free. Right. Yeah. Right. I will say this, and um, I personally feel like it's a big misconception, and we all feed into like the Hollywood form of getting married. Like the man's been wanting to ask you for months and months and months, and then he finally picks up the card. And I think every woman, most that I talk to about this, they were already talking about marriage. They were already letting yeah. that person know, hey, I'm ready to get married. We're, we're doing this for a while. Like, I think almost every woman I know, including myself, I was like, you know, we've been together going on four years. You know, I'm, I'm doing a lot. Like, I'm your wife, and you know, you're doing a lot like you're my husband. You know, what are we doing? You know, and I think it's like kind of like this Hollywood conception of the man just proposes out of nowhere, and he's been planning it. And I think a lot of times... Marriage is talked about, and it's already, like, kind of agreed upon, especially after a certain limit. Like, hey, I mm-hmm. actually want to get married. Right. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's not, we're talking about the goals in marriage. I think a lot of women also, and, or men, fall into it. Well, I'm going to have to, he's going to have to propose to me. If he really wants to be with me, he will propose to me. I think that's why you kind of see in this upsurge of women who actually ask the man, um, which, you know, we probably all have our <laughs> opinions about that, but I, I truly do believe that it's a big misconception that the man just proposes and he's been wanting to do it for months and all that time. Like, I think it kind of, a lot of times I've seen, it's been a conversation. And then I think that changes like the space the relationship has for marriage, because like, if you're mm-hmm. having those conversations, that shows you that the person is future planning with you. Like, yeah. I'm planning right. the future. Yeah. I see you in my future, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when marriage is brought up or if it's a conversation or even if we're wanting to be together, it sounds different because they see you in their future, you know, mm-hmm. and somebody is just cruising shit and you know, never <laughs> think of, or I mean, don't really talk about the future with you. Then I mean, and, I mean, I don't want to say red flag, but that's just that going back kind of to the conversation yeah. we had earlier. I mean, that is in mm-hmm. a sense, not to say that they don't want to be married, but if that's something that you're wanting and they're not thinking of you wherever they're going, mm-hmm. then that's something you need to ask yourself. And yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't think that's a problem, you know, literally having a mature conversation when you meet someone yeah. in a month. Yeah. Do you want to be married? You yeah. know, do you see yourself being married? You, you yeah. may not see it with me right now, but, but do you see like, it? exactly. Mm-hmm. I think it, it takes away the stigma of this whole, is like marriage is this big, mm-hmm. unattainable, you know, mm-hmm. this thing in the air where it's like, and people get married. It's, it's and, and people don't always get married with an engagement ring. Yeah. And I think that's another thing, mm-hmm. you know. Like, oh, you're engaged, where's your ring? Or or if you're engaged, oh, that's your ring? Like, you got to understand, like... It's a financial thing. It's a financial thing. And these rings are not... These rings are very expensive. So I think 
sometimes just the whole concept of marriage is just so so dreamy you know what i'm saying i definitely feel like well i haven't ever had anyone ask me personally but i only feel so i don't have an engagement ring i just have a wedding band and And i yeah and i don't feel any way about it until but i notice when um i had a riff about like two months ago where i'm like oh my gosh like i don't have an engagement ring and it was surrounded around Lexis getting married and her ring and they were going I think they were going y'all were going like wedding band shopping and stuff like that and I saw it and Marvell picked it up automatically was like you only care because because he know yeah. I don't care <laughs> but he's like okay so you gonna get it so now he's like oh my gosh oh. now I gotta actually I gotta show her that I care about her feelings so now I guess I'm gonna go Think about a thousand dollar ring that we've been cool we with for the last four yeah. years that we know yeah. that don't matter. Yeah. But yeah. it's like this 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 society like as a woman, society puts so much emphasis on that picture of a man getting down on one knee with the biggest ring that he right. could find yeah. and proposing and then there's that fairy tale when it's different for everybody. And for me personally, I have really imagined okay, so for those that don't know, I got married in one week. We decided on Sunday to get married. We got married Saturday. Mm-hmm. Literally, we me and Lexus planned a wedding it in was like beautiful six days. Too. Everything came Perfect. together Perfect. perfectly. Stars aligned. I mean, yeah. it was. It was literally <laughs> even to the point where our the where our site that we got married at, we got married at the WREO Gardens was free. Everything they didn't changed. even charge us for it. Like, and it just so happened that an event had canceled that day. So it was like the way that it happened was was perfect. But that means that, oh, you decide to get married on Sunday and we get married. Um, that means you want a $1,500 wedding? No. We got to go shopping for these wedding bands and call it a day. But I think to myself, like, could I imagine? So for him, I know it's important to have that moment. I know that for Marville. That's important to have that moment where he gets down on one knee. And I think he plans to do that in the future. But even now, and I think about the future, and I look down at, like, my wedding band. I love my wedding band so much and it, it that I'm, like, I, I get it cleaned. Like, I treat this wedding band like it's, like, it's so amazing to me. Yeah. So then I think to myself, do I, like, when if he adds an engagement ring to it, like, oh, my gosh. Now it's not just my wedding band on my finger. It's an engagement ring. And do I even want it? Like, I hate to say this, but do I even want it? Because I like the way my finger looks so much now. It's like, do I really want that? But I think it's an evolved relationship, you know, where we started with the wedding band. Yeah. And then when we came to a place where circumstances Mm -hmm. changed. Like you said, you had two kids. Y'all had been dating since, like, you were in high school. Yeah. Like, a future planning was a conversation for you. And so, you know, when it comes to a place where a wedding band is now a conversation, why not get yourself a nice piece of jewelry? I think he sees it like that. So this is year five? Okay. Is this year five? This is year four. Okay, so next year is year five. Yeah, Yeah. maybe that could be it. Mm -hmm. And that's a milestone year to me, I think. Yeah. I was the complete opposite of you. Really? I think that because me and my husband went through so much, I felt like 
He was old to me. Yeah, so this is actually our engagement ring. And he proposed to me in the kitchen. So I was like, oh, my God. You know, I wanted to be in front of my family. I wanted to have this big wedding. And as time went on, I was like, well, I don't want to spend this money on this wedding for everybody else's satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go downtown with our family, with everybody, you know, that's close yeah. to us. Let's get married. So I think I spent $35 on, on my wedding dress. And we got dressed in the same house, mm-hmm. drove in the same car, <laughs> went and got married. And then we went home and had a cookout. So, that's so that's easy to me. That sounds so special. But yeah. then I started being around other women, and I started looking at my ring because I work with latex gloves. And anybody working with latex gloves, it takes the the holdings or whatever out of the diamond. Mm-hmm. So I started missing diamonds, and I was like, okay, this is not okay. Yeah. So I just constantly kept bringing up wedding bands, wedding bands, wedding bands, until finally he got it, and he gave me an early Christmas gift, which was my wedding band, and it kind of made me feel like happy to show off my wedding man like mm-hmm. you know this is where we started this is where we are now like I'm somebody's wife so it kind of like yeah. validified mm-hmm. our relationship and the point we're at now mm-hmm. like this is the point where we started a little bit rough a little bit blurry and then now it's getting more you know yeah. transparent we know each other things like that yeah so. I would definitely say I did give him a hard time at one point but see that was different because I gave him a hard time about, well, you didn't propose the way I thought about it. You didn't do this and that. And it's yeah. like, am I giving him a hard time about that? Or am I masking that with a whole bunch of other stuff that I feel right. like I deserved, right. that I didn't get? Mm-hmm. So I really had to, like, separate and say, okay, do, like, is it is it really important now like you said, okay, you know, year five, he, he is, I did see something at the beginning <laughs> of the year. I did. I saw something in the beginning of the year, and it was his goals that he wanted. And Marvell is the type of person that he could hide something easy now. Like, and I'm not finding it, but I found it, and, and it said on it, it said, um, give Ariel a a new ring or give her the ring that she deserved or whatever. And I thought that that was, I was like, oh, wow. He listened. He listened. And he knows, like, okay, that's eventually important. But I think now, like, as I'm getting older, I've come to a point where I'm like, I'm just so happy because so many people get that grand proposal, get that wonderful wedding, and then right after the wedding is over, it's hell right. for them. But that's for everybody else. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feed your soul. Exactly. Right? And that's what I kind of started realizing, like, okay, I can spend all this money on a wedding and we can do it big, or it can be me and you. Like, it's always Exactly. Been. Exactly. And even to even in my wedding, I was very strategic it wasn't like I invited 150 people and only 25 showed up. No, I was very selective in who I wanted to be at my wedding. I think we had 25 people at my wedding. And to me, that was so important, so important. And it was so special because I'm like, these are the people that know us. Mm-hmm. These are the people that are really going to be praying with us through things. These are the people that's really going to, Really be our ride of our people. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was like, okay, this, this, I would not have changed anything about it. I wouldn't have changed anything about it. So how do you feel with having a bigger wedding? Like, um, it's more money. I will say that, uh, definitely planning the wedding. The biggest issue is the money. 
uh, to the ring, though, even I was like, because this one been wanting to propose, and so he was showing everybody this huge ring. So when, my, when he got my ring, my mom, my mom kind of forewarned me. She said, like, "It's not as big as you think it's gonna be." I said, "Okay." <laughs> Why did she do that? <laughs> my mom, my mom did because my mom loved us mom's effort, and so she didn't want me to be disappointed. She wanted me to know that that was because my mom is a big thing of. Y'all are young, and that's what he could afford. And so right, I was right. like, yeah. So she was like, you know, it's a beautiful ring, Lexus, but it's not as big as you might think. So I literally, when I saw my ring, I loved it, though, because it's like, even if you have this image of this big ring, once you see someone who's working two, three jobs, and this is what they could get, you fall in love with it. So that's just another thing about just making sure you don't feed into stereotypical, you got to have this huge diamond ring, because, again, most women that I know... It, they most of the time don't even have engagement ring or they have like tattoos and mm-hmm. they are perfectly happy in their marriage. So, but as far as the big wedding planning, sometimes I think back and I'm like, okay, we probably could have saved so much money if we just had, did like a, a family thing or, but then it's like, I don't know. It's beautiful. We have, we just celebrated our bridal, our bridal shower, I mean, bridal party. We had mm-hmm. a little mixer and it, it brings us all back. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, this is worth it. We had so much fun, the grooms and the bridesmaids against each other. So, I mean, I think it could work both ways. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's also, so, it's, I think it fits both of our personalities because I'm the type of person where my close, if I got a few close-knit friends, I'm happy. Yeah. You know, yeah. Lexus has always been the type where, you know, like, for example, um, if my mom, my mom likes to throw Christmas parties and Thanksgiving parties and stuff like that, I'm like, <sighs> I'm that person. The I'm like, like, we don't need all these we people. We don't need here. all these people. <laughs> I'm like, no, oh my God. bring the family together. And Lexi's like, no, all. everybody needs to feel involved and everybody needs to feel happy. And I'm like, oh my I, goodness. I no. Do. Can it just be and, us? Yeah, and also, me and us were on different cultures. My fiance is Gambian American, so he's West African culture. And I just don't feel like, also, if we have a small wedding, I don't want to offend anybody on his side. And I don't want to offend anybody on our side because I'm just like, I, you know, and even with your wedding, yeah. we had some issues after the wedding happened. Yes, we did. Why wasn't I invited? And I just don't want to personally have to deal with that. I don't like confrontation. That was a bad, yeah. I would just straight ignore phone calls for a whole week because I'm not having that conversation <laughs> why you didn't come to the wedding. So, I want to, I do want to know though from you, Mimi, and you, Trudy, having children and crossing that step so like me and amber we yeah you know we're married we have our but y'all are going to you know eventually cross that step with someone that's not you all's child's father so how does that look for y'all getting married in the future um Mm -hmm. i will say (laughs) um honestly i got out of recently a year-long relationship and because i have my kids every other week and it's been that way since my first daughter was two weeks old um and that year long relationship he never met them because I just I don't I don't know I just feel like I have them every other week so there's no need (laughs) for you to meet them so I can't really I don't really know what to say on that because I'm still trying to cross the line of somebody meeting my children yeah and so I don't know how marriage is, is looking in the future I mean of course I want it but it's just when you have kids, it's kind of like you just gotta be really careful. And you do have to be careful, especially yeah. with daughters. I just, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not there yet. <laughs> 
Um, for me, I would love to date, um, but I haven't been dating anyone at all. Um, but I do feel like, just like Trudy said, I am now in a new stage and I'm trying to figure out who I am as a mom and as a single woman. Um, I do want my daughter to be able to have her foundation solid. And so basically for me, what that means is, yes, I'm going to date and I'm probably going to get married and um, I'm excited about what my future holds. But right now, currently, no, I don't see <laughs> in the next six months, in the next year, I probably won't date no. just because she's at a very growing stage. Um, she's mirroring everything that um, her dad and I do. So I just have to be mindful as a woman, as her mother, to show her that, um, you know, this is what we're doing. This is what I'm doing, and I want to make sure that I'm doing it right. Yeah. Um, because as you moms know, like, now they're, they copy everything that we do. So, you know, we have to really make sure that we're instilling in them these values of women. Yeah. Because that's what's missing in this next generation is Amen. the value mm -hmm. of women. Um, and so that's what I want to instill in her. And, and dating, um, it's going to be a lot. I think, the, you know, the next step would be is just really not wasting time with men, but getting to know them. Yeah. But cutting yeah. those red flags off at the door and not wasting time with them. And definitely being a mom and having a daughter, I'm definitely not taking any um, <laughs> any mess at this right. point. Yeah. Is it different if you were to have a son? If, like, if you guys no, had no, a son, no. you think no. it would be different? <laughs> not nope. at all. Because for me, again, it's more so about just the, intru the introducing. I don't mm -hmm. want you in my children's space, whether it's daughters or my son mm -hmm. just because I need to learn you right I need right. to learn mm -hmm. us and I can't I'm not gonna have my children <laughs> introduce to you and I don't know you fully right. or what we're gonna be in the end so like I said I was in a year-long relationship and everybody even my parents were trying to figure out why exactly they hadn't met him but now that relationship is over and I'm like oh great right. <laughs> yeah yeah great. because something in me you know, you just know for me. That's respectful because a lot of young women don't. Yeah. And you see those cases on the news mm -hmm. of, you know, these boyfriends and stuff like that. So it's good for, I, I think, for you two women to even try to do that. Because, like, a lot of women just, like, bring them on in, bring them on in. This is my living. This is your right. uncle, whatever the situation. One day, hopefully, women will realize that, like, that's just not even not even cool it's not even in the long run but y'all we have to go unfortunately um some of us have you know Sundays to take over and um this is definitely going to be continued because we didn't even cover half the things that we wanted to cover so um I just hope y'all continue to support the Curly Mom podcast and just continue to like, listen, share, and follow. I mean, y'all have a gorgeous Sunday, and I hope it's just filled with power.